0: Hello, and welcome to After COVID, the 18th episode in the Crossing Thin Ice podcast series brought to you by Actuarial Risk Management. My name is Max Rudolph, and as always, I'm joined by Dave Ingram. The best ERM programs borrow from similar research, and here Dave looks at near-death experiences for takeaways that can be applied to companies as we near an exit from COVID. Analyzing reactions from peers can aid us in our decision-making. We hope the Crossing Thin Ice podcast series will help you with your ERM program and risk knowledge. Our program sometimes looks at specific risks, and other times will consider aspects of risk management practice. By the way, nothing in today's podcast is intended to be investment advice. We are here to provide educational material on ERM topics without getting lost in the weeds. We hope that you will also take advantage of our complimentary quarterly newsletter and bi-monthly webcasts on a variety of risk management
1: topics. Let's get started. In his book, The Survivor's Club, Ben Sherwood talks of several common reactions that people have to a near-death experience. Some want things to be like they were before. They want the experience to be forgotten completely. Some are willing to accept some memory of the crisis, but do not want to remember the really bad parts, the uncertainty of survival, the struggle, and the unpleasantness. They want to whitewash their memories. A third group always want to make it a joke, never allowing their crisis to be taken seriously by anyone around them. And a fourth group turns the event into a heroic story, often painting themselves or someone else nearby as the hero. But the fifth group consider themselves veterans of a war against adversity, or perhaps graduates of a particularly difficult course from the school of hard knocks. I imagine we will see all five reactions to our COVID experiences. Impressions from history are that the prevailing reaction to the 1918 influenza pandemic were largely from that first group in may and june 2021 we saw lots of group one reactions in the u.s but july and august 2021 showed us that was premature we would be best served by a reaction that like that of group five and we should make sure that we learn from our near-death experience many companies that were among the first wave of serious practitioners of erm had survived a near-death experience in their recent past they had been overconcentrated in one of the long list of major hits to the insurance and financial services systems over the past 10 years. At every single one of these firms, managers who lived through these days of uncertainty when they were going through the darkest days and perhaps went home more than once not knowing if their employer would be open again in the morning, all have the same mantra, never again. To these firms, there is no question about whether they will take ERM seriously the next time that things get tough. That is because at these firms, ERM is not some sort of management buzzword. It is the logical path to accomplishing their key goal for the future. Never again. They do not struggle to develop an agenda for their risk committee meetings. They know how to focus on the real risk and risk management issues that are life and death. They will make sure that they are aware of their concentrations, that all of their risk mitigation strategies are working, and if not, they will not hesitate to make changes so that they will be effective. They are always on the lookout for the next change in the environment that means that yesterday's rules are out the window, and they are ready to take those actions that might put them enough ahead of the crowd to miss the next big loss event. This is because they are clear about why they do all of this. Never again. So these firms all fall into the fifth group, the graduates of the School of Hard Knocks. What they learned is that risk management is really important. Other firms went through those same events and did not have that near-death experience. Most of those firms had one of the other four reactions to their losses. They want to forget about it as quickly as possible. They create a whitewashed history. They create a heroic story that has as its base the idea that they will always be the survivors. They went to that school of hard knocks, completed the course, but they may not really have learned anything at all.
0: Before we move on to part two of today's podcast, we want to tell you about ARM's ERM Advisory Services. Our ERM advisory team, led by Dave Ingram and myself, Max Rudolph, are available to provide a wide range of support to your enterprise risk management program. Here are samples of recent projects. Single risk stress tests and multi-risk integrated scenarios can be used to test the resilience of an insurer. The ARM team can provide appropriate scenarios, assist with execution, and provide interpretation of the results. Our ERM team has worked with insurers to install new ERM programs and revitalize older programs that have fallen into disuse. The ERM programs are designed to be consistent with regulatory and rating agency expectations, aligned with company strategy and culture and bring real value to company management and your board. One of the things that that I work on a lot is is extreme events. And one of the things I've been dying to talk about is using the past tense for the recent pandemic. And this this seems like an opportunity to do that. And looking at the period after COVID in the context of common reactions to to a near death situation. And Dave, you've done some some thinking about that and looking at a book that has some some ideas on how to think about that. But you know, looking at one of the ways that they say won't won't some who say never again uh, avoid any risk whatsoever and and avoid adding healthy risks.
1: My experience with a company that actually used that phrase with me was, uh, and this was an Asian company who during the the, the late '90s, when there was a, a financial crisis in 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 the Asian uh, many Asian markets, the, the the CEO told me of of going home one night and not knowing whether or not the the doors would be padlocked the next morning and he wouldn't be allowed in. And and so when he said never again, it was like, never again do I wanna go home in a situation like that. So in, in his mind, risk management was the answer to that. I, I think if if you have an insurance company and they say never again and they aren't thinking about a balancing situation like what a risk management system does for you, they're really talking about going out of business because if you're 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 going to try and take no risks at all, you're not an insurance company. So it, you do have to have you know a good focus on that. You know, for example, I had one company I talked to where they said, like everybody else, we thought the original shutdown of of everything was going to last for two weeks. So we didn't worry about the fact that, that we had absolutely zero plan for, for keeping our company going with people working from home. And, and we wound up having to, you know, buy laptops and ship them to everybody, you know, buy laptops, have somebody work on each one to install the software we wanted in it and then shipping them to, to all of our employees and, and, uh, and, and, and that's a never again thing, you know, never again do I want to be in the situation where I'm that ill prepared for, for what happens. So I, I think it's a it's a question of what the never applies to.
0: That's interesting. Can can you expand on the on the five different types of responses?
1: Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time talking about the one that I thought was the best one, which was the the, the response where you actually learn from your experiences and try and keep incorporating that. You know, one of the other responses, uh, or, or one of the other ways of thinking about it, was was a, a hero that 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 you had survived, that your company had survived because some some heroic person stood up. And, and took care of it for you. That, that's certainly something that I've seen more than once at, at companies uh, where uh, an individual is taking credit for it. And, and I think that's a, that's a really dangerous response for a company because it sort of disempowers everybody else or it makes them say, oh, we don't have to worry about this because the hero will take care of it. Kind of like the fairy tales, you know, where the, the hero comes in and slays the dragon. If the hero's not around and the dragon comes back, you're in big trouble. Another one of the responses was turning it into a joke and and you know maybe that's like the the, uh, the the. US movies and television about the the old West, you know where the the heroes would make a joke out of out of danger and and, and that's a, a, a kind of an approach to it. If you take a step back from that, yeah, yeah, it was a real attractive story. Those people that are doing that they have some problems. That, that that is not a healthy way of, of, of thinking about about real real danger. is to, is to kind of laugh it off. It causes you to be ill prepared for danger and it also causes you to to expose yourself to a lot of dangerous situations. Uh, and and, uh, and if if you you actually did a mortality study on the cowboys that were doing that laughing, I, I don't think their life expectancy was more than a couple of years, if that much. Another another one of the responses was whitewashing it so that you you did acknowledge that something happened. So you know, take the company you know that was buying all those laptops. They would say, "Yeah, we we adapted and we did it fast and we did it well." That certainly, I'm sure, wasn't the IT folks that were you know working around the clock for two two or three weeks to to get all those laptops ready, uh, saying we, we we did it did it fast and did it well. Uh, so the whitewashing will tend to, to, to keep, again, keep you from being realistic, uh, about it because, uh, you, you, you've cleaned up the story so much that it, it, it doesn't seem like you have to prepare that much in advance. And then the, the, the fifth response was the people that are completely, uh, suppress things, uh, people that don't want to have any negative, vibes <laughs> that, that, that that's important in, in their view of, of how you tell the story of your company is is that nothing uh, we, we've never failed at anything, we've never had anything go wrong that, that that's an approach and uh, again think about psychology that, that that's something that you know it's just another way of being completely unprepared for for the next crisis uh, is, is that if you've suppressed any memory of anything bad at all happening, COVID will not be in the, in the company history in any way. Nothing like COVID will be in the plans for the future or in the contingency plans for the future.
0: Well, Dave, you probably know more better than most that I tend to be somebody who thinks different than other people. Given that situation, how should I react when someone has a different response than I do? Say, say I've graduated from the school of hard knocks and, and they make it a joke. How do we make it work?
1: When when that kind of thing happens, if you don't already know which of these responses the company you know is the kind of the company line, you'll find out. Uh, because if everybody else laughs with them and and you're kind of the butt of the joke, which I've certainly been in that situation, my concerns about some risk situation are are are, are seen as I, I'm I'm Chicken Little saying the sky is falling, and and you find out what the what the culture of the company is about that. If, if it turns out that the company company culture is is against uh, that school of hard knocks approach, rather than trying to fight it on that one situation, I think you have to work to change the culture, so that in general those situations are dealt with realistically, ra- rather than trying to live or die on on that one situation.
0: Identifying our own reaction to a stressful experience helps us to move forward and learn from the varying responses of risk practitioners. We can't learn if we block it from our consciousness, recognizing that never again is unrealistic. Owning up to the fact that another event will eventually occur, helps us to develop scenarios that build resiliency. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Crossing Thin Ice, presented by Actuarial Risk Management. If you found it valuable, please like, subscribe and share with your colleagues.